0: And one styling mo-
1: Welcome, everyone, to Where Is My Mind? A deep dive into Curtis Rich. My name is Curtis Rich, a.k.a. Ontario Gumby. Or if you've been watching me in Holden Albright's promo contest, uh, I'm going now by Adrian Clay as well. I'm kind of making that a thing. And today I have a very special episode for you guys. And my next guest is my favorite Wanderer. And if he is not yours, he will be after you listen to this podcast. please welcome my guest, the Wanderer, Wade Allen, how are you doing, my friend, in this pandemic and this crazy time that we are in? Apparently, my Facebook is open. I am closing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How about you, man? Like, just enjoying the time.
1: I'm doing not too bad. K- keep Keeping real busy. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the way I like it. I like to keep myself busy. And if I'm I'm not busy, I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> so <laughs> so hey, you got
0: to keep yourself busy with like, whatever you like, right? Because otherwise... Not a whole lot else
1: to do, really. Exactly. You got to do what you love. Um, So I want to start this off with, uh, let me pull up my notes here. Um, So over the last year, we have worked together at Barry Wrestling. A lot of people have known. And I'd like to actually take the opportunity to get to know you more on a personal level. Since we've really like interacted and I really enjoyed talking to you. You're actually one of my favorites at Barry Wrestling. So it's really an awesome, like, it's really awesome to actually get you on this podcast and get a little one-on-one time with you. Um, And I want to kind of like get to know things like how you started at HPW and all that kind of stuff. But I want to know, I want to go all the way back to when like you were like 10 years old. So I want to know what like a young Wade Allen was like, like what your upbringing was and like how your influences, like all the influences that you had that made you go I want to be a professional wrestler.
0: (laughs) Uh, When I was a kid, I used to watch pretty much any wrestling VHS tape I could get my hands on. Uh, I would watch wrestling with my dad, my brother, my mom, anybody who would watch wrestling, really. I remember going into a... Like my mom went to get like a part for like the stove or something. And I saw in the store they had like a TV section. I was like, Yo, can I change a channel on this? So Saturday morning wrestling, I was watching that. And my mom's like, We have to go. I'm like, no, no, we'll wait till commercial, then we gotta run home. Like that kind <laughs> of thing. And then like I just was like a giant shit disturber on like the playground trying to like do wrestling moves on kids, like you know, that type of thing. I was uh, one of those kids.
1: I, I was one of those kids too, like uh wrestling on the trampoline or like I mean, do that with like my neighbors or like some of my like good friends, or we just like fight in my backyard or something. And I was kind of like very similar as well. And just kind of had grabbed every and any VHS or DVD yeah. I could. And I actually, I still have like a few of my, um my, my childhood VHSs. So like I, I can look up right there and I have, I see the rock says, <laughs> if you remember that one, um, yeah. but I kind of want to know, like, cause I know you're, you're you're big in HPW and I kind of want to know like how you started at Hamilton Pro because I've been trying to get it I know I've been trying to get into like HPW for like a few years getting into training and everything like I've been back and forth with rip but um it hasn't really worked out for me but I talked to a lot of people who have been at HPW and they've really enjoyed their time and I've heard nothing but great things so I'm always interested to hear how everyone like kind of started there so I'm really interested to hear like how you started
0: uh, well, I started helping Rip set up rings at MCW in Brantford before his school opened, and then he was telling me about the school opening while I was helping setting up. And then eventually, I was just like setting up rings around Ontario. And then it had been like almost a year before, like his school had already been open. So I'm like, well, I think I'm gonna go there now. And then I did a couple private sessions with him first, and I did it. Uh, Cody Diener seminar before I did any wrestling training at all which was probably not the smartest thing in the world because well I had no idea what I was doing so yeah then I went to rip and then I did a couple of private sessions and I did a couple of the normal classes and then just kind of progressed and progressed and you know just kind of found a niche and stuck home and there's a seat upstairs on the balcony that's my seat like don't take it kind of thing <laughs>
1: yeah. I love it <laughs> absolutely love it um so wait uh the other day when we were messaging back and forth we talked a lot about um the differences between a producer who cares and one who doesn't i don't want to name drop anyone because we know who we're who we're talking about like let's be honest but like i want to bring into the conversation here uh, what the differences you feel between a producer like Like, let's say myself, who will like take the time to get to know you guys or get invested versus someone who doesn't care or want to get to know any of you and is just kind of like there for himself or there just to get the footage, get his shit, and get out. And on me, on my perspective, I feel like it's a very glossed over issue, but I find it's a very big issue where I met so many producers who are just very ignorant and just made me not really want to ever work with a company ever again. And it's kind of, it's it's kind of a shame because, like, there's a lot of great companies, I feel, uh, that I have worked for, but I just won't go back there again because of just a bad time with the producer. So I, I kind of want to know from your side of the wrestling things, have you ever um, experienced that or do or what your perspective is on that?
0: Like, all I know is, like, I like when a cameraman, like the camera people and all those types of guys will sit in with the actual meeting for the show. So they have a general idea of like, if there's dives, so they know where to be and like that type of thing. So they're not going to get hurt or their camera gets all messed up. Right. So like, then they can get a good shot of it. So when they do put it out there, you're going to get a good product. Like that kind of thing. Like I really appreciate that kind of thing. Or like they'll come over to me and be like, Hey, are you guys doing anything crazy where we know to like follow you or like do that kind of thing? I'm like, well, those are kind of neat ideas. You should probably pay attention to those kind of things. Like if they get like that kind of, like attention to detail like that's a bonus as i see it like if you're just kind of like walking away from like the wrestlers are just kind of like hiding in your corner kind of thing it's like well i don't know and then you're just kind of like there just kind of kind of it, it just weirds me out just to like also just like boom there's a person there with the camera like where did you come from right because it's like you don't see them then all of a sudden they're there but like i like when like they actually pay attention and then like it's that kind of thing you know what i mean And it's,
1: it's not that hard of a thing to do. It's just, I feel like some people, some producers, like I said, are just like in it for themselves and they want to get like the best shots that they can. But one thing I don't understand is when a cameraman is in the middle of the ring, I don't understand how, like when they're like on the apron, they're like right in the middle trying to get a shot like this. I don't understand why they, why anyone does a shot like that because it's just like, you're not going to get a proper angle doing this like you're just you're you're getting a nice crotch shot or something but you're not getting a you're not getting both in frame you're not going to get the actual whatever you're trying to get you're not going to get the proper there's there's so many things i could go on about like what bugs me about a lot of producers are just watching cameramen at indie shows and they're just trying to get these really fancy shots but it's just um i know personally as a cameraman unless you have a wide angle lens and I mean a wide angle lens that is like going to get the whole ring, you're not getting a good angle from the middle, the middle of the apron. And um,
0: like, I've been I- a camera before for some shows too. And like, I normally am by the ring post on the ground shooting in between the first and the second rope. Right. And basically trying to make myself look like a giant ass ring post. So we're all black, you know what I mean? It's hanging tight to there. I've still had people yell at me before, like you're in the way. And I turned around and like, is the ring post in your way? Cause like, that's where I am. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's been kind of fun, kind of interesting. Like I've got to film some pretty crazy matches before, before I became a wrestler and like, while well, I am still starting out as a wrestler. So like, I've got to see some crazy stuff that way, but it was just like, some people are just overly bo- like overboard. Like when they're just sitting there, they're just like yelling at the ring posts and like, the cameraman's here too.
1: And I don't know, but like, you got to respect everybody. Right. I I've luckily haven't ran into that, but I'm fully expecting that. That's why I just, oh. I try to, I try to keep low and I try to like <laughs> stay yeah. out of everyone's way. So everyone can see it's just, um like, but I'm a find...
0: small dude. So like, I try to like really stay out of the way. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing my best. So like, and I was like, seriously, like I'm in between like the actual pad of the buckle and like the actual post, like the outside post. I'm like, my hands just tilting the camera in between the thing. I'm like, and then I'm getting yelled at. I'm like, what the hell?
1: Those are little things you kind of like learn as a cameraman. I I mean, I'm still, I can tell you personally, I'm still learning as a cameraman, every show, um, how to even get like the best angles or even like how to avoid um, the lens getting in the way of the ring post. That at least took me like two or three shows to finally get.
0: (laughs) Like I was in between the turnbuckle pads with the ring, like the camera lens. So like you're getting the whole ring and my hand was lined up with the turnbuckle. So like I would look like I was a part of the ring and then I still got yelled at. And I was like, I don't know what to do here. I have no clue. Like well, I just couldn't win with that day. It was funny as hell though.
1: It's funny as when, when, I'm, when I'm near the turnbuckle and I have to go to another corner, I'll usually like take the camera. And so then my frame doesn't get into the turnbuckle. I'll literally yeah. like pull one of these. Around the turnbuckle <laughs> And it just looks For some reason it just looks super smooth And I've just been doing it for the last two shows And it just I've gotten away with it and So yeah. um, But I find those are little things you learn As a cameraman just like how to get The proper angles and I get it like um, A lot of shows Don't really have like a permanent Cameraman Um, but There are some shows that do have A permanent cameraman and it annoys the hell Out of me when They just don't get it and they just keep making the same mistakes or the same editing mistakes or the same camera mistakes. It's just like, I can tell you personally, you learn on the, you, you learn as you keep doing shows. And like, if you're not, if you're not learning, I, I I don't know what to say, (laughs) honestly.
0: It's like in life, right? You just got to keep learning and like progressing everywhere. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, And another thing we talked about was finding yourself in the ring and like how long that takes uh, to actually accomplish that. Um, I know because we were talking a little bit back and forth because I know, uh, you know, uh, I have ambitions of getting myself in a professional ring and you were giving me some really great advice, which I really, really greatly appreciate for it. I always, always take for heart. Um, But I wanted to ask you a bit on this because uh, you said you were refinding yourself in the ring. And I want to know what that's been like for you, um, kind of like your journey, your ups and downs on that, because um, I know uh, that's probably not easy. And I know, so
0: off right. And then you have to like, you come back to doing like taping. So like you're just it's different with no people. And then when you get to like be in front of people, you're like kind of like, oh, cool. Oh that's that's way more people than I was expecting so then you got to refine what you were doing before but also make it kind of new again too so like it's like a big mashup right so then you just got to find that common ground and that nice even level to like go from and then build up from too and then you got to see what the fans are liking so if you're doing something and they're not paying attention you got to be like well shift gear here a little bit and do something different
1: It's weird for me too, because like I started off, um, producing at Barry on, in a pandemic. So I didn't even get to experience crowds until the last two months. And, um, I totally even get that on the producer side. I'm still trying to find myself, um, even in the role that I'm in because, uh, doing this in front of crowds is a lot different it is a oh, lot no. different <laughs> it's, it's, a, uh, it's a whole other thing like that's for sure so it's just um i totally get that at least on my end um it if i feel very similar like i i feel even though i felt like i had this and i was like um my editing and all the filming and everything was great the moment we got into getting fans back it was like a completely different dynamic. So yeah, because
0: like you you got to include them in some of the footage too, and then it's like, oh boy, there's a lot more things going on here.
1: There's there's a lot more things you have to worry about with fans, and like I felt like, um, I love it, and like don't get me wrong, I absolutely love it, and I missed seeing the fans and everything, but um, definitely in a closed situation, there's a lot uh, a lot more freedom or a lot more room for error. So, uh, yeah. uh, it is, it is definitely different. So I can't, I can't imagine what you've been got, what you and everyone else have been going through who just, uh, didn't get work for the year. Cause I mean, it was rough for a lot of us, even on the producer side, I can tell you it was rough. Uh, I wasn't even getting work either. And it, like I, I was really worried about even paying my bills. So, I mean, I can't even imagine for you guys, because literally, you had your life you basically your livelihoods just ripped away from you guys for what a year and a half <laughs>
0: yeah, like i got to do some tapings and like during like the like the shutdown and all the lockdown stuff like all properly done and all that but like that's just one day and you like do a bunch of matches filmed and then you just kind of hang out and watch a bunch of matches then you just get like burnt out from wrestling because you just watch like 20 matches in one day or whatever and you're like Oh, Christ, that's a lot of matches. And then you're just sitting there and the next day you're like, I don't want to watch wrestling today. Like, cause you're just like, I just watched so much yesterday, but then you end up watching more. But then during like the whole shutdown, you're just like, I want to wrestle. And then when you're like, I want to wrestle in front of fans. And then when you get in front of fans, you're like, Oh shit. I forgot what this was like. Cause like, it's a whole new animal. Once you step through the curtain and someone's cheering for you.
1: How, how many matches did you do during uh, the pandemic lockdown?
0: Like I'd say probably eight to ten of them, I think.
1: And yeah. how, and and how many are you getting now that shows are back into full swing? Because <laughs> you've been like posting like crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty regular now. It's back again, so like it's it's the thing.
1: Amazing,
0: absolutely <laughs> I'm amazing. I got to be back adjusted to being like you know wrestling all the time now, so it's way more fun.
1: So what uh what kind of obstacles would you say you've uh had to overcome with fans coming back? Like have you had to deal with like shitty fans not wanting to be in mass or anything like that? Like, cause I've I can tell you from the Barry wrestling front, like everything's been like really surprisingly well. Everyone's been really cooperative and like we haven't gotten any complaints, and I've kind of hearing very similar across Ontario and like all the other all the other companies. So I want to just know on your end, um, have you experienced any negativity at all or any kind of obstacles that you've had? To, you no, had I've to noticed
0: it has been pretty chill with it. Like everybody's been pretty respectful. Like I'll listen to other people's opinions when they're like, they'll say it. They're like, Oh, I'm just wearing the mask or whatever because of this. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. And like, so you can come in and enjoy the show. Right. Sit down, t- pay your 20 bucks or whatever it is watch the two to three hours of wrestling, enjoy your day, and then go on about your merry way, right? Just come on in and enjoy what you love. See the people you like doing what you love, right? So, like, that's a bonus. I, like, I, just I think just every,
1: I think everyone's just happy to be back, and they're willing to just do anything and everything that right. they can to see wrestling again, which is great.
0: And, like, and if you don't do like follow the rules kind of thing, like, we probably won't get to have it for a bit, right? So, like, might as well just go with the flow and just enjoy it because like you're sitting back at your house doing nothing (laughs) because like come on that's boring as hell
1: (laughs) so in your opinion how long do you think um the mass and everything will be a mandate for events and everything because in my opinion i think this is going to be like years like we are this is going to be the new normal at least until like 2024 2025 but in your opinion what what do you think uh, like how long this um this mandates for masks and everything at events how long you think that will be
0: Uh, like as long as the the numbers and all that stuff go down i would assume like the mask thing would probably come off or whatever right like so everybody follows the rules and does everything properly like i don't see a reason why you shouldn't be allowed to take a mask off
1: that's if people follow the rules we like that's
0: that's a normal way right like that's all i'm just seeing it as like common sense kind of thing
1: common sense it that that seems to be fresh out a lot in this province, but <laughs> well, um, that's
0: that's kind of go with the the literal thinking here. like if we just go by that kind of way, like I don't know, everybody seems to be following the, like going with the flow and like following what you're supposed to do. so like that's I, what I've noticed
1: anyway. I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful um cause but I can tell you, regardless whether they're in a mass or they're not in a mass. Y'all, motherfuckers are just as vocal, and I can hear y'all through my microphones just as loud as you would be if you didn't have two inches of cloth between your face. And I think that's amazing.
0: Like, <laughs> there the crowds have been loud and vocal, and it's been awesome. Like, oh, and also, I have masks for sale. Just, so, just saying.
1: Yeah, and I know, <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta bring two of those masks for me and uh, me and Brian for the October Knives show. Don't forget that. <laughs>
0: They're set aside right now. They're just sitting right
1: over there. Perfect. My gut. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so um, to kind of wrap it up, I actually have uh, a couple fan questions for you because uh, I've been starting to do that. Uh, people have been getting back to me and uh, getting a couple of different questions for my guests. So my questions for you, uh, the first one is actually from Van Landen. And he would I like that. to know, if what is the strangest thing that you have ever witnessed and been a part of at a baseball game oh
0: that's fun uh, <laughs> uh i've watched a bunch of drunk like i've gone to blue jay games and just watched drunk people because i find that hilarious them just yelling at like players just to see if they'll turn around and then they wave at them i find that funny uh i almost got into a fist fight with four fans at a baseball game once when i was pitching i was pitching and then i went to hit and all I heard them say it was nice swing fat ass. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to meet Parkemot? And they just they got up and ran away. And I was like, oh, well, that was easy. I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I, give Van a-, a follow. That kid's a good kid.
1: Oh, he's absolutely. Yeah. I, I've known Van for so goddamn long. He um he's actually from my hometown, so we've we've known each other for a long time. Love Van yeah. Landon. He had uh, a
0: match with uh, Travis Moore at HPW, and boy, howdy, was that a oh. good one! God was that
1: ever yeah. a good one? The goddamn yeah, like, chops, the chops all over the fucking place are yeah. just unreal. Like,
0: gotta make sure everybody checks those out. Those guys, those two kids are killing it. I love them.
1: Love them both. Um, yeah. and actually, you can kind of consider this uh, a fan question because Van Landon's question kind of made me think about it on the spot. But where did your love for baseball come from? And like, have you always been playing like baseball, like since you were a kid? Oh, yeah.
0: Up as a t-ball kid, I, I didn't play that rookie ball thing where they put it in the machine. I just went t-ball right into just like having someone pitch to you kind of thing. Like I grew up loving it. My dad used to be my coach, take me like all over Southern Ontario. Like I, Like it was a good time. I learned how to throw a knuckleball at age seven. So like, you know, making the ball just not even spin. And then like just I used to throw really hard, like just playing catch at like 60 or 70, just having fun kind of thing and then people like you throw too hard i'm like okay then i throw a knuckleball they're like i don't want to play catch through (laughs) right
1: i kind of wish i went into baseball when i was younger because i actually really enjoyed the sport as well but um i just i never i never really explored it i had a really good throw uh had a really good fastball throw actually like even people like My neighbors who would just like play, play with uh, me and my family would tell me I was like a really good pitcher just because like they would, because my neighbors would always play um, minor leagues for in Aurelia and everything. So um, I was always told like I had a really good throw, but I just never, I never explored it. I don't know why I never explored it. I really should have. Cause I probably would have really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> like when my dad was like 16 or so or something like that, he went for a tryout with like the Houston Astros. So like, it's been like around my family my whole life. And then like, oh, yeah, sick. So like I've been done baseball, like all over the place. Like I just love baseball. It's so much fun. When you hear that bat, like the wood bat, when it hits that ball, holy, like I've been to, I've seen Roger Clemens pitch. A couple times like in the blue jay uniform like cool. Oh, i've seen so many good games
1: there so many good times i've always enjoyed going to see a blue jays game and i don't know what it is it's just there's something about just going to see a live baseball game that it's the it's, environment like, the it, i think are, it's just the environment nice. you're, you're so stimulated with like all the lights and like the billboards and just 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 the majesty of it all. Like, I, I think and that's what it bullpen,
0: is. Watch the pitchers warm up and you hear how hard like a 95 mile an hour fastball hits that guy's hand. It's like, how did you not break your hand yet? Like, come on now.
1: Every, <laughs> every time I go to a Blue Jays game, I try to get as close to the Blue Jays mascot as I can. Because I always, <laughs> always enjoy watching him as well. Um, yeah. just like super entertaining. I remember, uh, going and like they were facing the mats and like the blue Jays fucking, um, like he was on top of their, uh, on top of their cage, like, uh, on their yeah. bench. And he was literally yeah. just stomping on it for like 20 minutes, just like pissing <laughs> off the head coach dying yeah. i'm dying the whole fucking time
0: oh those mascots they have a hoot they like there's some of them where they'll come out like they'll do races they'll have like fights in the middle of the field sometimes like there's like google like baseball mascots like top 10 baseball so
1: many- baseball and basketball have the best mascots my favorite yeah. mascots are definitely the blue jay for the for the Toronto Blue Jays and Benny the Bull from the Chicago okay. <laughs> from Chicago yeah. For uh, MBA, just they're both super entertaining. You can literally just look up compilations of both of them on YouTube and laugh your fucking ass off because they're just there's. I don't know. Like, that just looks like a, such a fun job to do. I, and I'm not going to lie, even as Gumby, I've always wanted to be a mascot. And that's kind of why I like I live that kind of that kind of thing within Gumby, because uh, I kind of wanted yeah. to always be a mascot for <laughs> a bank. For like a great
0: time, right? Like, that right? just seems like a time. Like, uh, did... seventh thing in, uh, what is it, uh, Milwaukee? They have uh, the running of the sausages. So there's like four different kinds of sausages. They do like a race around the track. Uh, Washington does like a president's race. Like there's some silly things that happen at baseball games. Like it's just too much fun.
1: The blue Jays mascot during halftime, he'll run into the wall. When, uh, when, when the halftime show is retreating back into the backstage (laughs) area, he'll follow them. If you watch him when he's following them, he'll hit the wall because the door will close in on him and then he'll look confused after he gets up. And then he looks on the stage, and he does some kind of like parkour thing off, off the wall, and he jumps off of it, and he does it perfectly every single time. So he'll like parkour off the wall, get into the stands, do a backflip into the fucking into the back area, and he does it like seamlessly every single time. I was like, how does he do Like, it's clearly. I, I love it. Yeah, he's clearly. I I love it. I love mascots. It just looks like such a fun job to do. I wish I could. I wish I could just be a mascot for a day for like any just any sports team, because it just looks like such a fun environment to be in. (laughs) And then my other um, fan question for you is actually from my fiance, Brian, uh, who wants to know the inspiration behind the Wanderer logo. And he wants to know also, (laughs) is it Wu-Tang Clan? It looks very close oh. to Wu Tang land.
0: <laughs> the original Wander logo I found it said not like my other shirt, it says not all who wander are lost. We came, me and my wife Megan came out of breakfast at the egg and I, and it was on a bat like that saying was on the back of like a tire on a Jeep. And I was like, yo, that is dope. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to my friend Ken. I'm like, hey, can you put these bats over it? And he did. I'm like, I'm printing this thing. And then that I wore that shirt, and everybody loved it. And then, yeah. The new one is a like basically a Wu-Tang plan logo with just it. like with my writing of my name in between it. And yeah, it. those things are for sale and they're selling very quickly. I'm going to most likely have to re-up those because I only have 10 and I ordered 30. Well, no, I have eight, I think, and I only ordered 30 so
1: uh, yeah I, I i'm pretty tight for my money right now for for my edmonton trip but um yeah. definitely when you have your re-up for those hold two aside for me because uh, yeah. i definitely need those <laughs> i really like those shirts man yeah.
0: i've only had them for two shows like i put the ranch out for two shows and yeah so like the hpw show and the pwo show i that yeah they sold. I don't know. It was fun.
1: I love it. I think it's such a great shirt, and also I'm just I I love Wu Tang. So I mean, yeah. like I got the reference right away. I knew you were gonna say it was, but like I had to ask you anyway. Um, that's, so like that's great. Baseballs
0: on it too. That fits so perfectly with the curve of the like the Wu Tang, so it looks like a baseball.
1: It's brilliant. I love it. Like it. It. it it represents you and it has all the little references within it and they're very yep. subtle. So you have to look at it, which is what I like. I like the little details. And- yeah.
0: Shout out Ken Kensington for uh, doing the hookup on that one. Cause uh, I just sent him three little images and then all of a sudden you sent it back and he goes, so uh, what color do you want it in? I'm like, well, that's just awesome.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I love yeah. it. Well, I don't want to keep much of your time. Uh, But if you would like, if you have any kind of events um, coming up uh, after the Barry show, you can you can do your plugs and also your social medias you can give out. uh, This would be the time for that.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll be at the Barry on October 9th. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll be there. Uh, Anton, you'll be there, too. So, yeah, just watch out. Uh, There'll be an ALS show. Uh, Moonshine Brand Wrestling October 23rd I believe it is in St. Catharines I'll be a part of that Uh, Go support that, check them out It's a good charity, good fund Uh, Check them out Um, I don't know about much in November But uh, November 20th I believe it is There's Pro Wrestling Ontario At Mainway Sports Defending the internet There Uh, No idea who but I'll be there So, come check that out. Uh, You can find me on all social medias at Wade029. That's also my email. Don't be weird. Uh, Yeah, find me there. Uh, Or just look at my face, uh, Wade Allen. Find that on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, you'll see me holding up the title belt for Pro Wrestling Ontario.
1: Beautiful. Well, Wade Allen, I like to end my podcast every time on a positive note because I'm a very positive individual, or at least I try to be. And I always say at the end of everything that I do is keep flexible in everything you do, whether it's your life, your health, or just everything that you love. And I like to end my podcast asking the same thing uh, of what are three things in your life that make you flexible, that keep you flexible in your life, whether it's your health, your wrestling, everything that you do, what are the three things that you go to to keep your life balanced
0: uh my wife uh, she's the brains of the operation not gonna lie shout out to megan she's the best uh just uh the general no- wanting to know things too like you know ask questions figure it out that's like a bonus that's my second one i guess and uh just trying to keep a level head keyword trying
1: keyword <laughs> trying
0: yeah. just try your best that's all you got to do right it's all, like, it's if you're all not the, trying if you're, you're not doing it good so like just keep trying because that's all you can do
1: it's all we can ask you yeah wade thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today
0: no problem curtis or gumby whatever you want to be called.
1: <laughs> either <laughs> or <it> works <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>